Hello everyone, I am Sonia Camille and I am here today so excited, literally thrilled that you guys are all here with me today here on the pod. This is Sonia with the Call Me Camille podcast. What's up? Welcome, my friends, to the Call Me Camille podcast. I am your host, Sonia Camille, and I am so excited that you are here with me right now, here today on the pod. This week, I had the most amazing time interviewing a very dear friend of mine, Miss Shannon Bonador. Shannon is an extraordinary woman who knows all too well about the topic of today's podcast, which is what do you do when life throws you unexpected curveballs? But first, before we dive all the way into this interview, you already know what time it is. It's time now for what they said. I had the wonderful opportunity to go into the community and talk to a few of my neighbors, asking them the question, what do you do when life throws you unexpected curveballs? And this is what they said. For me, I feel like I tend to get stressed really easily. So usually I would just like go to my friends or my family for advice. Um, and I like to take a lot of time like for my mental health. Like I'll usually just like relax, listen to some music or like watch a show. I just like to take a break and take some time for myself. Take a break. I think that's awesome. Can I ask you said this is family over here? Um, this is my sister and this is my friend. I couldn't tell. Are you guys twins? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, may I ask you the same question? I'll talk to twin sister. What is your name? My name's Alexis. Alexis. Hi, I'm Sonia. Listen, when life throws you unexpected curveballs, how do you handle it? Yeah, so I usually reach out to my family and friends. That's my best resource. Um, Like she said, I take a lot of time to myself. I kind of just like, isolation is good for me sometimes. I just like get everything I need, like my favorite snacks. I'll get my coffee. Like I'll go to a place that makes me feel calm. Um, And I, I resort to either music or TV shows, but yeah. Just take a little time for yourself. How do you, what do you do next steps? You take the time for yourself, and then what is it that helps you just overcome the curveball? It shakes you, it rattles you for a second, you take a moment for yourself. Then what would be your next step? Um, I would probably like really try to force myself to like have more motivation, and then I'd probably start like usually I just take things like one step at a time until I like finally get into like the swing of things again um yeah I think that's great what about you um sometimes I'll journal I feel like it helps me get my thoughts out um and if I find the time I'll like try to go for a walk or something like that what is something that you do when life throws you unexpected curveballs how do you handle that the same thing I think I immediately turn to family and friends and ask for their advice and try and tell myself to take it day by day and that everything happens for a reason it'll all work out Um, I also am really good at distractions so going for a walk or just taking my mind off of things it's probably my go-to I love that and next steps for you after you take a moment for yourself what is your next step to propel you to keep moving forward analyze the issue and see what would be in my best interest to try and solve it or work through it and take the steps to do that when life throws you curveballs what do you do how do you handle it 
first I have to fight the feeling of wanting to crawl up in a ball, go into my safe place, let's say place my bed and sleep. Number one. Number two, once I fight that and I decide to deal with it, I have to look at the issue, look at the problem, and usually deal with my emotions first so I can get that out the way. So I journal. Then now I know what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it. I fully dissected it instead of just burying it. And then, then I go chop it up with God about it. Just have a real candid conversation about what's bothering me, why it's bothering me, yada, yada, yada. Listen to what he has to say in return. And then um, I go and dive into the word because usually he reveals something even more so in the word or some. And I go to anything that's Jesus related um, that just happens to pop up on my schedule. And by Jesus related, you mean like church events or chapels or Bible studies? Church events, chapel, wherever the word is being preached and spoken. And on top of opening the word and reading it myself, like that's what I do because that's what he'd be speaking. And then after I chop it up, figure out kind of like the, the game plan, he, uh, he, he, I'll ask him to reveal to me a memorization, like verse memorization. He wants me to kind of memorize, and I'll memorize that, and I'll surrender to him whatever it is I'm, I'm kind of dealing with, not doing or doing. Um, I don't do this perfectly every time, so this is this is ideally this is the system that has been working for me. What do you do when life throws you unexpected curveballs? I don't really do anything. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, those curveballs, man, they'll hit you hard. So uh, sometimes I just sit and wallow and just think, I'm like, all right, Lord. Sometimes all I can say is really just Jesus. Like sometimes when a curveball is just too curvy, like I'll sit there and I'm just like, Jesus. Mm. Just call on his name because I'm like, w- what am I supposed to do with this? I feel that actually. And sometimes I literally look up to God and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? And then I'm like that for for a little bit, for like two, three days, maybe even a week if it's really bad. And then all of a sudden I feel like God kind of is just like, all right, I give you your time to cry about it. Um, it's time to get back to work. And that is what they said. Listen, I know that I'm not the only one out there that can raise their hand and probably jump up and down and wave a flag and say, look at me, put a spotlight on me like, oh, me too. I have experienced some curveballs being thrown my way. And the reason why I know that I'm not alone is because of this thing called life. Life is wonderful. It's amazing. I am happy to have life. I truly, truly am. And I hope you are too. And I think many people are. But at the same point in time, we know that life can throw unexpected curveballs. And these curveballs can literally derail us. These curveballs can knock us down. Some of them are small enough where they just sting. And other times, life can throw you those rubber balls. Do you remember in gym class, those kind of clay colored rubber balls that when you kick it, it makes this little thunderous sound and then it bounces like crazy, man. It was the best ball to play dodgeball with. And I would know because I played some mean dodgeball with my boy cousins. Okay. 
We did it. And I was pretty good at it. Okay. I was the tomboy. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. But that clay ball, it, it when it hit you, sometimes if they, the person kicking the ball, like the pitcher, if they tossed it or if they kicked the ball at you and it hit your leg, it can just cause you to stumble a little bit. And although it didn't make you fall all of the time, it was enough to make you lose your footing and it caused you to lose your timing and then maybe you didn't make it to first base or second base in time or to home plate in time because it slowed you down. Whereas other times, if that ball hit you just right, you fell and it took you completely out of the game. Sometimes life can throw you that curveball. I played softball. And I was a pitcher. And I was a pretty good pitcher, too. I hate to keep tooting my horn here, but toot, toot. Alan had some athletes, okay? So <laughs> my kids got it from somewhere, guys. And it wasn't just all their daddy, all right? Although he was a tremendous athlete. My kids' athletic ability did come a little bit from my side as well. I just thought I would put that out there, all right? But I played softball, and I was a pitcher, and I remember on one occasion, I pitched this amazing ball, but it wasn't that amazing because the batter hit it and she hit it directly at me with such force and such velocity that I did not have time to react. All I can do is literally just I think I barely slid out and that ball slammed a into my thigh and to this day I have a nasty bruise on my upper left thigh okay my dad was the coach he did not let me come out of the game he looked at me he said you're fine go back out there and pitch <laughs> and I did but to this day, even at 50, I have a bruise to show that I was hit with a pretty nasty curveball. Sometimes life can throw a hard curveball your way to the point where you still have the bruise to show for it. It can be small, it can be big, and it can be smaller, but harder. Whatever it is, we all have had curveballs thrown our way. Some of my curveballs were the diagnosis of breast cancer at the age of 38. Two young children at home, that was a curveball. Thank God they caught it early and through a mastectomy and reconstruction at stage zero, I was able to bypass chemotherapy and radiation and am cancer free. That is a blessing. But I have to tell you, I walked through that. That was a journey. We did not know that I was in the clear until after the surgery, until it was over. That was a curveball. It was a really scary, nasty curveball. When my mother passed away, that was a curveball. When the doctors told me that my um, son swallowed marconium at birth and was rushed away and stomach pumped. That was a curveball. When my the doctors told me that my daughter was going to die shortly after birth from Edwards syndrome. And that I should consider aborting the pregnancy. Of which I want to say I would never in a million years think of doing. Did not. 
would not. Praise God, I didn't listen to the doctors on that one. Jesus was the final authority on that one. And this girl was born healthy and strong. But that was a curveball because throughout my pregnancy, my the latter end of my pregnancy, I was wondering if those were my final days with my baby. I was wondering if she would die at birth. I was wondering if, if what it was going to be like, how I was going to handle it. How was I going to explain that to my three-year-old who was really excited about his baby sister being born? That, my friends, was also a curveball. So those are just a few, just a few of the curveballs that I was thrown. And I know I'm not alone. I know there are others that have experienced loss, others who have experienced a horrible diagnosis, the loss of a parent, the loss of a job, divorce, um, any horrible, an accident, a debilitating illness or accident. I'm not the only one out there that has experienced a curveball. So today I am here to talk with a very dear friend of mine, Shannon Bonador, who very early on in her marriage was thrown some pretty hefty curveballs and to this day she is dodging and still being hit by curveballs relative to her health but yet she is here she is standing and hers is a story of hope hers is a story of faith tremendous faith that Jesus Christ is the one who holds her tomorrow listen in with me right now as I interview my dear friend Shannon Bonador on the topic of what to do when life throws you unexpected curveballs. Welcome, my friends, to the Call Me Camille podcast. My interview with Shannon Bonador is coming up next, right here. So stay tuned. How are you? (laughs) It has been forever, and I am just as equally as excited to see you and talk with you and spend some time with you. It's been forever. Seriously, it has, and you haven't aged a bit. Oh, what <laughs> is your secret? <laughs> I wish I As I know. splash oil all over my oh, face, trying to like, to, what in the world? And then I break mm-hmm. out in pimples and I'm like, this oh, is this, this midlife thing is not a fun thing. It's not. What? I, I've always looked at this. What is the golden years? Um, I get to see, <laughs> still not. Out Are of they the golden? Place. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Not at all. Uh, it was when I was 17, 18. Remember that time? Oh, oh that, that beautiful, beautiful time. Yeah. Wow. That we always wanted to be older, Shannon. We always wanted to be older. Why? What was wrong with us? What in the world? Gosh. I would what were we that. thinking? Yeah. Oh, well, let me do a formal intro and then we'll get this thing going. Thank you so much for being a wonderful beautiful, amazing guest here on the Call Me Camille podcast. Um, listeners, I have a special treat for you here today. I have Miss Shannon Bonador. She is an extraordinary woman. She is a business owner, a mother, a grandma, and she is just um, here to talk to me today about what to do when life throws you unexpected curveballs. Shannon, thank you so much for joining me here on the Call Me Camille podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am I am blessed and honored and so grateful to be here today. Can you really briefly um, introduce yourself to my listeners, please? Well, as you know, I'm Shannon Bonador, uh, originally from Michigan, and I live in Michigan still to this day. Uh, I graduated in 1990, so I'm going to date myself quite a bit there, if you can remember. Me back too, hon. 
Uh, long live the eighties. I'm telling you. Yes. Yes. I, and the hairspray. And the hair. Oh yes. The hairspray. The hairspray. Come on. The Aussie hairspray. honey. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I married my high school sweetheart a lot like you did. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we met via our husband's. Way back yep. in the day, way, way back in the day. Way back in the day. Wow. What year was that? I was that thinking. Was 94. 90, 94. Okay. 1994. I'll get into that a little bit more. Continue with your intro. Go ahead. <laughs> so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I have two sons, Brian, who is getting ready to turn 28. And wow. my son, Bradley, who's getting ready to turn 23. And I have a 23. son that just turned 12. Wow. The baby yes. is 12? The baby is 12. Yes. Mind blown. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. First of all, I remember when sweet little Brian... Mm-hmm. Little baby Brian. Okay, super mom here. Listeners, this mom was that mom. You know that mom that you're jealous of, that Pinterest mom? That's who this is right here. She was the one to do everything. And you just look back and say, oh, that's a great idea. So one of the, I, I still have this picture personally, is a Christmas card that she sent to us years ago. She said her oldest is 28. I can't even believe that. Oh, that's older than what we were when we met. That's the crazy part. It is. Wow. Okay. I digress. Listen, um, she wrapped a box and had his little, his cute little self in the cutest little onesie inside of the Christmas box in front of the Christmas tree. I still have that picture in my album just to let you. you know. Oh my mm-hmm. I still have the outfit. Um, matter of fact, um, Chase wore that outfit just like he wore his uh, state trooper outfit. You know, we had all the boys. <gasps> did Chase outfit. do that as well? He did that as well. Okay, let me let you guys know. So, what we're talking about is the our husbands. First of all, they met. They went through the Michigan State Police recruiting school together, and uh, it was after that that they were stationed to the Jackson, Michigan Post, and that's where I met. Shannon Bonador at that time, many, many years ago um, in Jackson, Michigan, in these somewhat not great apartments that the police officers were in that we both moved from very quickly. (laughs) We're like, we're out of here. We're out of here. Water should not be that color. No, that's just... (laughs) So we got out of there. But our husbands... um, they went through it together, um, our tough guys, and uh, from that, a, a lasting friendship. One of the friendships that I'm sure you guys all understand that you have those special friendships that even if you don't talk for several years, as soon as you do, it feels like we haven't missed a beat. Um, but we've missed a few beats, and, and we're going to do better about that, right, Shannon? We are. We are. I am going to where you're at. We're going to vacation. We're going to have some fun together. Now, speaking of which, we will get to this a little bit later, and I will for my listeners. I am going to have Shannon on again because she started this amazing company, and she's doing extraordinarily well. Um, and I would love to bring her on uh, to give us travel tips and and just um, especially now, like with everything going on in our world, COVID and um, all of the restrictions. I think she is a leading expert in this field um, and will be able to give our listeners um, some tips and then possibly even give you a call. Um, and what business am I talking about? Destinations to travel. 
destination to travel. And uh, what is that business exactly? Tell that uh, to my listeners. It is a full service travel agency. We have 150 agents that work in our travel agency that are all over the United States. Wow. And we book every destination you can think possible. And we do a lot of special needs travel. Um, We're autism certified. And that is my passion. I speak a lot to a lot of NIC unit families in that, getting their kids down to like Disney and Universal and to get that stimulation and, you know, all of those um, good things that those theme parks and that provide for our kids. So, so that families know that they can have a, a regular vacation. They don't have to stress about it. They have someone that knows, you know, the hospitals that are around the areas and, and, and all of those things, if they want to be on a cruise, whatever it might be. Um, wow. Bradley is disabled and it was my mission to give him a voice. Um, and so that he would be remembered and he wow. has helped so many families and kids. So, well, he has helped them and you, have helped them. That is extraordinary um, that you would do that. And I'm not surprised at all. That's just the heart that you have. You have such a giving heart and a giving spirit. You always have. And, um, and so I just think it's phenomenal what you're doing. So although today we're talking about um, Bradley, but in a different way, um, I definitely want to, if you would be Give me the honor to interview you once again, just to talk to you about in more detail about your business and the services that you provide to families. I would love that. Oh, I love you. So today we are talking about curveballs and oh, I think we all can take a sigh because um, I am 50 years old now and I have certainly had curveballs thrown my way, um, whether that's health or challenge health challenges or family issues or whatever um we have experienced it that's life right um you too have experienced some curveballs and um what would you say probably was the curveball that was tossed your way that just kind of for a moment even just took the wind out of your sail can you name just one it would have been um the emergency C-section that I had having Brian. Um, Your oldest. And being, yes. And being diagnosed mm-hmm. with help syndrome and the fact that I was dying and he was dying. Wow. And um, that was the first moment that I knew, okay, this was not something that I had planned. You know, we all envision that right. perfect labor and delivery yes. and the husband with the flowers and the push gift mm-hmm. and all of these fun things. Exactly. And that, that did not happen for me. I was going to say that, were, that didn't quite happen like that. Yeah. That didn't it was happen. a scary time. It was incredibly scary, but you went through it with incredible strength. Um, I'm in awe of your strength and, uh, and that just wasn't the first. So you had yeah. your baby. That was your first. That was my first. He didn't come home right away. He did not. No, he stayed a couple of weeks there. At that time, it was called Foot Hospital in Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that was our first ever of even knowing anything about a neonatal unit or premature wow. infants. And little did I know that that was going to be my test run for what was getting ready to come at me here in the near future. 
Wow. That just gave me chills. Um, let's move forward. So you got your sweet baby boy home. He's doing well. Your new mom, um, relatively newlyweds, weren't we? I think we all got married around the same time, right? 93. Mm-hmm. So 1993. So you just have a lot on your plate. Fast forwarding to your second pregnancy. Yes. So I was pregnant again. Um, I got pregnant in 1999 um, and I lost that pregnancy. Um, I started to have, didn't realize it, complications that again, down the road, we'll talk about some more. Uh, And they kind of chalked it up to, okay, well, you're having kind of a a midterm loss and, but we don't know that it's anything to be too concerned about. Well, it was mm-hmm. concerning. So we did mm-hmm. lose our daughter. And oh, wow. um, so, so had sorry. To heal from that. Of um, course. I know she walks with me. So, um, you know, I, wow. I, I think about her. We never, we never don't think about her. And um, we, we did move on with that. And that October, we found out we were pregnant with Bradley. Wow. So the time from the loss of your daughter until the time you found out you were pregnant with Bradley was about what, how long of a period of time? About four months. Four months. Okay. So really still grieving the loss of your daughter, but yet you get this joyous news that I am expecting another child. I have another life that I'm carrying. But you tell me, because I too lost a child, it's so similar. My goodness, we lost the child between um, my two children as well. Um, so I understand that hurt. That is a, that's, we're going to talk about that on another episode as well um, on grief. So I guess she's going to be a standing, you guys. She's going to be a standing regular yeah. on here. Yeah, just going to give her some headphones and we're just going to co-host this thing. Um, but It's a very interesting transition mentally because I found that I was incredibly nervous and being a believer, I know that we're supposed to just cast all of our cares on God and we're supposed to, you know, just not worry about anything, but we're human. And that human side of us says, wow, I just went through something pretty devastating. Is it going to happen again? So for me, I chose to keep my second, my third pregnancy then kind of to myself between my husband and I until I felt as if we were out of the woods. Did you experience anything like that? Yes, I did that as well. Because at the time, my sister-in-law was getting ready to have her daughter um, that December. So we decided to keep quiet. um, And we didn't want the family to to worry because we knew that Mm -hmm. they would. And it was time for my sister-in-law to have that moment. And, um, for us, it was, it took the pressure off just a little bit, just in case we just didn't get that far. Sure. Okay. So then you found out you were pregnant Mm -hmm. with Mr. Bradley and, uh, walk us through that, that journey. If you will. So because I was considered high risk, um, I was going to be followed a little bit closer. So I was switching doctors and, um, it was Dr. Farhat, very, um, 
known doctor in Michigan, especially in the lower half of Michigan. Um, great bedside manner. Of course, he just retired, and I thought, how could he retire? Aww. But again, you know, <laughs> right. no, I can't work exactly. forever, Shani. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I am old. I get it. I know. I know. Oh, can we say something other than old? I mean, we know it's the truth, but we're seasoned. We're We're wise. Vintage. Vintage. Mm, We're vintage. Okay. We're we're cute vintage, though. Oh, yeah. Always. We're doing it okay. Okay. Always. Yes. Yes. Okay. We are. are. (laughs) So, how far along were you when you when things started to? get a little rocky? Uh, I was 25 weeks. Wow. When things took a turn and took a turn overnight. Really? Um, It was overnight. Um, My husband was working third shift and he came home like normal about seven o'clock in the morning. And I told him because Brian was just uh, was four, not quite turning five yet. Okay. And um, I said, listen, uh, something's not right. I can't put my finger on it, but I know something's not right. And he said, well, listen, you've got an appointment today. Let's just go a little bit sooner. We'll get down there. No problem. When you're talking about curveballs, I, I have to tell you, I um, I can almost get choked up, to be honest with you, when I think about just the things that you have been, that you've gone through personally and physically and, and how you're just the grace that God has given you to go through that and still manage the successful business and still do what it is that you do with such grace and excellence. It's, it's extraordinary. You know, I think of in scripture, it says that God will not give us more than what we can bear. And Although I don't understand that at the time as a breast cancer survivor going through that, I'm like, you still thought that I could handle this, that I was the one that could, could take this and then to be able to use this platform to be able to talk to others. Uh, and he did just that. He, he used the platform for me to be able to talk to others who were in a a season where they felt hopeless and to be able to say, Hey, the diagnosis doesn't necessarily mean a death sentence. You know what I mean? And, and if God wants to bring me home, he certainly doesn't need breast cancer to do it. I mean, it could be anything. It could be a natural disaster. It could be anything. Um, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So when you get a, a, a a diagnosis that, is devastating and it literally is a curveball. Um, when you get that type of diagnosis, the first thing you want to think of is like, Oh my goodness, am I going to be able to be here for my children? Am I going to be able to, you know, I want to see my grandchildren. I mean, you have a beautiful grandchild already. I want to see my grandchildren, you know, okay. and I don't have prospects. Neither one of them are dating anyone right now. So, Hey, what is going on? <laughs> I want to see them, but you were the one, you were the one that he said she can handle this curveball and that curveball and that curveball. And she is going to have such strength going through this where she is going to take all that I have given her and use it to help others and to encourage others. That is what you've been given. That is what he gave you, Shannon. He felt as if you were the one. It's extraordinary. He did. 
He did. It, it's uh, sometimes it's hard to process it when when the ball is being you know thrown at you, and yeah. you always have that first why. And I remember having that why mm. at one point with Bradley. The why, okay. Um, now Bradley, uh, for my listeners, is her youngest. Okay, he reminded me very quickly that at one point in time when Brian was little. Mm-hmm. that I told him I was sad that Brian was growing up so quickly and I was afraid he wasn't mm-hmm. going to need me as much anymore. And I could take care of somebody <sighs> that needed me all the time. You had that thought. You, I, that was a prayer of yours. It was. <gasps> I was in Brian's wow. nursery at Beacon Lake Apartments there in Maine. Yeah, we were neighbors. And I remember telling God that I could do that. Wow. Then when you fast forward, Bradley's five and having a lot of issues. I remember going out in the front yard and asking him why. Wow. And immediately it came to me. He said, remember you asked for that. Oh, wow. You could do that. And you, it changes like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You realize, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Can Do you feel comfortable telling my listeners what challenges you were facing with your son, Bradley? Oh, absolutely. So Bradley was born at 26 weeks. Um, at the time, I was losing my life, and we were losing Bradley's. I was placing- Again. Yes. So mind you, this is the second pregnancy that your life was at risk that they didn't know if you were going to survive nor your child. No, because when I had gone to that doctor's appointment that morning, um, you know, you go in and you do your urine test, you know, those Mm -hmm. things, normal stuff. And mind you, we've got our four-year-old in tow. And I remember putting that glass through the little, the little door thing and taking care of things. And I could hear Troy crying outside. My husband does not cry in public. Oh, my word. And they could tell immediately by looking at that cup that I was in a serious situation. And wow, like we do as moms, the doctor's telling me, listen, we're going to have to life flight you to a University of Michigan hospital. Things are happening. And my concern was my four-year-old hasn't had breakfast yet. Oh, wow. Such I'm a mom. ready for this yet. I I have to do and put in place. My parents lived two and a half hours away. Oh, my Um, word. And there was a lot of things that needed to be to be taken care of. They granted me three hours to take care of what I needed to take care of and come back. Three hours. That's it. That's it. You need to be back here. We have to get you. I was lucky. And they flew you? They flew me. Did they? They flew me to Ann Arbor. It was a serious situation. It was. I was lucky they let me leave. They shouldn't have and probably wouldn't have normally. Yeah. Um, Well, knowing you, you probably said, I have to take care of some things first. (laughs) I guess what's going on? (laughs) Death can wait. (laughs) Doggone it. I'm fine. No worries. You know, and I remember getting back and um, one of the nurses uh, was one of our husband's sergeant's wife's. That was our nurse. Okay. Again, and um, 
Oh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, we have to do an IV. And I'm like, Ooh, Oh, what? And Brian was there and remember we're going to be getting kindergarten shots coming up and I'm got to put on my brave mom mm-hmm. face and really wasn't feeling that. Wow. <laughs> um, but did. And, um, you know, and that'll come into play a little bit with Brian and being a part of our journey because we've always kept this as a family situation and mm. we've done that with Chase with Bradley. So Brian nice. was there when we had to make life altering decisions and changes, um, talking with doctors. And to this wow. day, I think it's made him the man that he is today and why he oh, sure. vows to take care of his brother for the rest of his life. Wow. So, because of the example that yeah. um, he has seen from his mother and father. And I think, I just think it's extraordinary that you brought him along with you um, on this journey from the very beginning. So they airlifted you to U of M. U of M. University yes. of Michigan. Okay. To U of M. And um, a matter of fact, here, not that long ago, the same flight crew remembered seeing me in their ER just a few years ago. They remembered the name. They came in. They asked about Brad. It was amazing to see them. Wow. After all this time. But I got wow. airlifted to U of M and immediately placed in a somewhat conscious sedated coma. And when I say that, I was pretty much out. Um but every now and again, I would go in and out. Um, their main concern okay. was, could they of get Bradley's lungs developed fast enough? Considering uh, he's only 26 weeks. And at that time, 26-weekers didn't have a good chance. No, no. I mean, med- modern medicine has advanced where it's a little better now. But you're looking at 19... No, wait. What year was that? Would that be 1999? What year... 2000. 2000. Oh, wow. So 26 weeks you are delivering a child. Unbelievable. I am. And kind of unique. So I was in and out of this coma and I had woken up. And when I woke up, I saw my grandmother at the end of my bed. Now my grandmother's been gone since 1983. And she was crying. And I, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? She was what? She was crying. And I hollered at Troy and he said, what are you doing awake? They were just in here. They did an ultrasound. You should still be out. I said, my grandma's at the foot of my bed. Something's not right with Bradley. Well, I shouldn't say it. I didn't know it was Bradley. We thought it was a girl. It was Kylie at the time. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Um, something is wrong with Kylie. And he said, Shannon, they were just in here. Everything's fine. I said, Troy, my my grandma's here. It's not fine. And oh, wow. he went running out the door, grabbed the nurse. She grabbed the doctor. They come in. They did another ultrasound. And they said, we have to deliver her right now. We're losing her and we're losing the baby. Thank you so much for joining us for part one of Shannon Bonadour's amazing story. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss part two, which will air next week on the Call Me Camille podcast. It is a story you do not want to miss. Please join me next week for part two 
of Shannon's amazing story on the topic of what to do when life throws you unexpected curveballs. If you'd like to hear more about Shannon Bonadour and her story, you can read about it on my blog at cordiallycamille.com. Read about Shannon and her amazing business that was started by just wanting to provide a better vacation experience for her special needs child. You'll read more about Shannon. You'll hear about her business as she is my March spotlight on the Cordially Camille blog. Pop on over to read more about my very special guest, Shannon Bonador. Please subscribe to all of the social media platforms. That way we can stay connected and you'll get more information. Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube is coming soon, very, very soon. I would love for you to stay connected because in the upcoming weeks, I will post questions and have polls that I will use that information in and for my podcast. And I want you to be a part of that. I want you to be able to give me your input and be able to submit questions to me and be able to connect with you on that level. So please connect with me on all of my social media platforms on my blog. You can find me at cordiallycamille.com. Please join me on Instagram on both of my accounts at Call Me Camille Podcast as well as at Sonia Camille Blogger. I am really, really praying and hoping that you will come again next week to hear part two of this amazing interview with Shannon Bonador as we discuss life's curveballs. Asking ourselves this question, what do we do when life throws us unexpected curveballs? Have a wonderful week, my friends. Thank you for joining me. Thank you.